couple of weeks ago, a friend forwarded a post from a colleague that said she was in a meeting where the CEO said that most engineers consider most PR people call girls. And then another executive piped in with something along the lines of it actually being the PR pros who hire the call girls. I'm glad I wasn't in that meeting. They would be a former client and I would probably be arrested for assault. I also recognize that sometimes stuff like that happens and you're so shocked, you don't really absorb it all until later. But even later, I'd still want to break the guy's nose. Heck, I wasn't even in the meeting and I want to break the guy's nose. But y'all, this is 2021. We work with a bunch of engineers for a couple of clients. And if I ever heard them snicker like this behind our backs, there would be hell to pay. Not to mention the jerk executives repeating it. Come on. The fact that the PR industry still has such a bad reputation is disgusting. And that's what we're going to discuss on this week's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. The Economist published an article at the beginning of July that wasn't much more flattering than being called the call girl. Allow me to quote from the first paragraph. Bartleby was ushered into the office of the firm's public relations outfit, whereupon the smooth-talking PR man, still a titan of the industry today, launched into a 10-minute monologue about the company's strategy. At that point, a subordinate popped his head around the door and the PR man was called away. Thank goodness he's gone, said the chief executive. Now I can tell you what is really happening. Not only does this demean the role of the communicator, and maybe in this case it was deserved, but it describes every reason, every reason an organization needs someone in that role. After all, they think we're just there to put up roadblocks as an interventionist, a trappist, or the helpful. That's what they think, the economists. That's what they think. They describe the interventionist as someone who pontificates as if they are the chief executive for the organization being interviewed, possibly at relating to the story that they tell at the start. The trappist is someone who is seen as passive aggressive. They show up for meetings and interviews, but don't say anything unless the executive needs to be guided in a different direction. And the helpful, apparently, is someone a journalist doesn't mind working with, someone who's easy to work with, provides accurate facts, confirms or denies rumors, and can arrange interviews when required. The problem with the helpful, they say, is that they are few and far between. The article goes on to say, the existence of these three categories is not the only reason journalists have a love-hate relationship with the PR industry. However irritating PR people can be, they are often one of the only conduits for information about a company. And many hacks in their 30s and 40s opt to join the PR industry as a way of earning a bigger salary. (laughs) In a sense, the relationship is an ecosystem in which both parties regard the other as parasites. I've honestly never considered a journalist a parasite, and I'd like to think no one has ever considered me the same. The fact that this stereotype is being perpetuated in an international publication does not bode well really for either side, especially at a time where media outlets are shrinking and reporters are covering more than one beat and organizations can almost more effectively tell their stories on their own. The article then ends with, Whether companies need to finance the system is another matter, as the main benefits go to the participants. 
A lot of PR activity has zero impact on the client's public profile. It seems like a more extreme version of the famous quote about advertising. Three quarters of the money I spend on public relations is wasted. The problem is knowing which three quarters. I know I've been preaching to the choir quite a bit lately, but I have two things to say about that. Number one, I hope it gives you the confidence to stand up for these erroneous perceptions and to set expectations accurately with clients or your senior leadership team. And number two, I hope there are business leaders who listen to this and begin to change their thinking around the value of communications. In just a minute, I'll be back to discuss how to do that. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack, and the second is the PESO Model Certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO Model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. All right, let's talk about how to stand up for these erroneous perceptions and set expectations. The first thing we have to do, stand up to them. When we do that, and we all have to do it, the battle is more than half won. I actually have this conversation a lot, and not just with prospects. Clients who've been with us for years will say things like, I was out on the golf course last week and... I love it when they start conversations that way. I liken them to before my wife and I had four children and she stopped working outside the home to take care of them 25 years ago. She was a marketing major and she thinks, yeah, when conversations begin that way, I know I have my work cut out for me. That's going to be a joyful conversation. And before you think, but Jenny, this is 2021. Surely that doesn't still happen. Oh, my friends, on the contrary, it happens all the time, all the time. You know that I love to measure the results of our PESO model campaigns, and you know I love to be able to point to not only the marketing and sales qualified leads we helped a client generate, but all of the work we did that took those leads from qualified to conversion. I love, love, love being able to put a dollar amount to the work we do on behalf of our clients, but I'm also not naive enough to think that all communications can be measured, which I think is what The Economist was trying to say, but it came off much ruder than that. Also, three quarters of it being quote unquote wasted is ridiculous. None of it is wasted, but I like to say about half of it, half of your communications budget is invested in the things you can't measure, such as credibility, authority, and brand awareness. Not wasted, harder to measure. I recently had this conversation with a client. I told him that he should expect to invest about half of his communications budget in the things that can't be measured by attribution, 
marketing qualified leads and sales qualified leads. He said, but if I can't measure it, how will I know it's working? And I said, you'll know. Sure enough, a couple of weeks ago, he said to me, you know how you said, I'd know if the investment we made in brand awareness was working. And I was like, yes. He said, it's working. And I smiled and said, I know, (laughs) I know. It might be a little arrogant on my part, but I haven't worked this hard to craft expertise to have someone call me a call girl or not trust that I know what I'm doing when I say it will work. This is, I think, the attitude we all need to have. The work we do is important. We are not call girls. We are not Samantha on Sex in the City. Did I just age myself? We also can contribute to things like sending emails that talk about closing down your shop because of a pandemic without using the phrase out of an abundance of caution. And that's just the very, very bare minimum, very bare minimum. If the past 18 months have proven anything, it's that communications expertise isn't a nice to have by organizations that have hit a certain threshold. It's a necessity for everyone at every level. At the very least, solopreneurs and small companies need to have a friend who is an expert to review emails and public-facing communications before it's put out into the world. We view things through a different lens. And contrary to the belief of The Economist, PR does not, quote, expand to fill the budget available, end quote. If done well, it builds brand awareness, credibility, and authority, and it drives leads and conversions too. If we don't stick up for ourselves, no one will. If we don't support one another, no one else will. Let's replace communications industry toxicity and do our own PR, a grassroots effort to change people's minds. If you'd like to stand with me and your peers on this topic and many other topics, join us in the Spin Sucks community. You can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's free. It's fun. It's challenging. It's educational. And you can have these kinds of discussions every day. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 